to the Redemptive Parenting Podcast, where we aim to encourage and equip parents in wisdom with hope in the gospel for the everyday. Your hosts are me, Kristen, and my husband, Pastor Pete. Pastor Pete. This is our last episode in this series on fear. We've talked about what drives our fear and where our fear leads, Mm -hmm. our response when the idols of control, perfection, or comfort rule us. But today we want to talk about what does it look like to abide with everyday low-grade fear for our kids' protection and in the really, really hard times when our kids are struggling and we have come to see that we cannot do anything to rescue them. What does it look like to abide? I can tell you, I have been there in very hard seasons of pain for one or another of my children, and I've realized I can't fix it. And as I said a couple episodes ago, when talking about the good that came from my daughter's eating disorder, it was being forced to greater dependence on God that I call good, even though it was hard. Mm-hmm. To see that when I'm weak, then he is strong and that I need him more than I even knew. So, Pete, how much do we need him? And what does that look like? (laughs) Talk to us about abiding. Well, before I actually talk about abiding, I have to address one thing. And that is, ever since Genesis 3, human beings have always based what is true and what is real on what they see. And so what we see with our circumstances is more real and true to us than God's Word and what God says. So let's just start with that fact that we struggle with that because we do put more stock in what we see than in what God says. Mm, I'll just throw in there that, goodness, I mean, from writing about Exodus and reading the Bible through It was such comfort to me to be constantly reminded of God's steadfast love. Mm. I saw how he was to the Israelites, even though they were unfaithful to him, he was always faithful to Mm. them. And just throughout, I couldn't believe it. Steadfast love pops up throughout the entire Bible so many times. And it was just so comforting to me when we were going through some difficult times Mm. with kids, just to be reminded that that God is with me. He's for me. He's in control. He cares about he cares me. About you. He, he's not going anywhere. Right. And and it just, through his word, just seeing that over and over and over, it was like he was speaking right to me. Yeah. Ironically, when I wrote the devotional book on Exodus, it didn't mean that much to me. I mean, that in <laughs> right. particular. But then by the time it came out and we were going through difficult time, I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> this is speaking right to me. Yes. And that's exactly it. And that's what God does at times. But there's a story uh, in Second Kings uh, with Elisha, where there are armies and kings that are coming against Israel. And one of Elisha's um, stewards is with him and he sees the encampment of all of these armies amassed against Israel and he's scared to death. And then Elijah turns to him and says, why are you afraid? And he says, because look at how many of them there are. We are outnumbered. And then Elisha prayed and he said, oh God, open his eyes that he may see. And God did. He opened the steward's eyes and he saw this heavenly army, this host of angelic warriors who far outnumbered the warriors that were coming against Israel. 
And so that's our prayer. When we look at God's word, we need him to open our eyes to see that what he says is more real than what we see. And so abiding simply when Jesus tells us in John 15, that's the go-to verse, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. And then he says, abide in me and I in you. As a branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. And here's the key. For apart from me, you can do nothing. So abiding in him is our main priority as Christians. When Jesus makes a statement that I am the true vine, this is one of his I am statements. So this is a gospel statement about who he is and what he came to do. Because in the Old Testament, Israel was called the vine. And Israel was always required to bear fruit. And every time God would come and look at Israel, he would see that this vine is not bearing fruit. So he uprooted it. And so now Jesus, as the true vine, is the one who takes over that role. He is the one who bears the fruit now. It's his responsibility. Our responsibility is to be so intimately connected to him that we receive the nourishment from him, which then causes the fruit. So you abide in him by abiding in his word simply. That's it. (laughs) Just a quick kind of side. I don't want to off track us, but just as I'm listening to you say this, this is comforting too when our kids are maybe not following Jesus or we're they're rebelling mm-hmm. to know that he, it's his work. Yeah. So just that call to prayer. Yes. And knowing that it's his work. Right. So when he says I am the vine, you are the branch. If a man abides in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit for apart from me you can do nothing. Think about that then. That means how utterly dependent are we on him for everything? See, you you can't maintain your relationship with God apart from Christ. You can't have a desire for God apart from Christ. You can't obey apart from Christ. So we are absolutely and utterly dependent upon him for everything. And that's the sad reality is, is that we don't spend time with him in his word. Other things take priority. We would rather do other things than being influenced by him in his word. Well, we're so busy trying exactly. to control. Control everything. <laughs> we're so busy trying to be God. <laughs> yes. And, and reigning and ruling over our universe that we yes. don't pause. Because I think it feels like we somehow equate activity, like doing something, but half the time we're just worrying. We're spinning our wheels worrying. Yes. And the last thing we think of is to go to God in, in prayer, prayer or to open up his word. At yeah. least for me. Yes. I mean, there's so many times that I'm like been up all night playing out scenarios <laughs> thinking you know we talked to our friends all this stuff and and yet we neglect his word exactly i get paid to study his word and i struggle spending time with him in his word so here's a way to think about it it's like you know a lot of times throw the concept of quiet time out the window and just focus on this fact view it as you're meeting with god View it as having face-to-face fellowship and interaction with God. See, we struggle to pray because prayer is a response to being spoken to. And so we struggle to pray because we don't know what to pray because we haven't heard anything from God. So when we're in his word, 
when we hear him speak through his word, now we have something to speak back. And so spending time with him, I, I, I get it. Like I said, I get paid to do it. And it's hard for me to relate to him relationally and devotionally in his word. After what happened to our daughter, I didn't want to go to him. I was mad at him. I didn't. I purposely did not spend time with him in his word. And I realized, well, I've got to preach. So now I, I have to open <laughs> it and do it. And it forced me to face it and be honest and go to him with the things I was struggling with. And that's the thing. It's like it didn't take away the pain, but I knew I had a resource to go to. And that's the main point. I think all of this, this series is getting at is that we need to go to him. We need to depend on him. We need to relate to him because he wants our hearts. He wants our lives. He wants us because he loves us. Just thinking about I mean, what it looks like then if we were abiding, if we were in his word, like how that then could change just the peace of mind that we have. Right. Well, think of it this way, because again, we, we talked about it from Romans 1. We, we go to idols because we're exchanging the truth of God for a lie. So whatever is influencing me is a lie causing me to turn away from God. So now how in the world can I combat those lies unless I'm in the truth, unless I'm hearing the truth of God's word and what God says to be true about me? Because we what, need to be reoriented. Yes. Re- replace constantly the lies with the back. Truth. Exactly. And so, it's not a one-time act. No, like we just said, it's constantly. Constant. And so constantly in the good times and in the bad oh my times. Gosh. That is our ammunition. And it does not take long for God to become unfamiliar to us. It does not take long for us to feel distant from God. I mean, it can just take a day for crying out loud. And that's why we constantly need to be influenced where God says he's going to meet with us in his word and through prayer. And this is why we need each other. We need others to encourage us to do this, to spend time with him, to hear the truth of his word and what he says. Because again, we believe so many lies. And because what we see is more real and true to us than what God says. And the same, of course, is true for our children. Mm -hmm. And so how important is it then to be sharing God's word and helping them to reorient their minds to the truth of God's word? Because where else are you going to hear the reality of God's love when you fail? Man, we go back to that first John passage and how we started it all out. It says that perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. We struggle thinking that God doesn't love us because we think his love for us is dependent on our love for him. And when we read the reality of God's word, when John tells us this is love, not that you love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. I need to replace the lie saying that God loves me less because I messed up with the truth that no, he doesn't love me less. He loves me with an eternal, unchangeable, unconquerable love. And when you get, when his love becomes more real to you, it drives out your fears because now you're able to rest. Yeah. I hope moms and dads listening, I mean, my prayer is that you would know God's love for you and that his love would drive out your fears and that that would be how you help your children Mm -hmm. 
know their fears have been taken care of, that they know the love of God. And where do we know that God loves us? Where do we find that out? In his word. And so specifically in the word, the one who came off the pages to take on flesh, to live the life that we were required to live, and then died the death that we deserve to die, receiving the punishment so that we could be pardoned, that we could be forgiven, so we could be embraced and accepted by God. I know (laughs) that this is (laughs) not easy. It's not easy, but it's also not just a one, two, three. This is going to take care of your fears. Right. But more than anything, we, we wanted to, one, to help us realize the lies that we're believing and the idolatry that controls us because if we don't see it then we can't repent of it and then we don't go to god in our need but then to see that um that he is our resource and that he is found in his word and i think so often we're looking in all these other places when we're trying to control and we're trying to find life and secure everything for our family and to take care of our fears but we've neglected Mm -hmm. what he has given to us yes And Jesus goes on to say in John 15, I'll end with this, that he says, abide in me. And then he tells us how by abiding in his word. But then he gives another command, abide in my love. And he tells his disciples this in verse nine. He says, the love that the father has for me is the love he has for you. Let that sink in. The love that God has for his son is the same love he has for you. That's his love for us. Wow, if we could just hang on to that in the midst of all of our fears. And thinking about um, this series and specifically this episode, I wanted to end today a little bit differently. Audrey Assad is an artist who I love, and she has a song, Abide With Me. So I just want to play that to end our time together, and then we'll jump back on for a minute at the end. Abide with me fast for see
have no weight and tears no bitterness. Where is death sting? Where grave thy victory? I triumph still if thou abide with me. I just love those lines. And that's my prayer for myself and for you all that we would be able to abide in him and remember that he is always with us. He never leaves us. He is steadfast in his loving faithfulness. So this concludes our series on fear. We do plan to be back, hopefully in the spring, late spring maybe, with a new series. And we'll maybe sprinkle in a few bonus episodes in between. Thank you for joining us. Would you share with a friend? And would you leave us an Apple podcast review? We appreciate it. All right. All right. Thank you.